I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Monday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don LaGreca. My apologies. No EJ today. We just couldn't get on the same page as far as the schedule. So hopefully we'll have him next Monday. Hopefully everybody is enjoying their week into Thanksgiving. On the Wednesday podcast, we'll spend a lot of time on the whole line of demarcation that is the Thanksgiving line as far as teams that are in the playoffs on American Thanksgiving making the playoffs. And it's somewhere around 75%. So we're going to dive into that. We still got a few days and a little bit more movement to get into. The story continues to be the Devils. 12 consecutive wins now. One shy of the franchise record that was set in January and February of 2001. That 0-1 Devils team went to Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final. Not sure that this Devils team will do that, but they've got the Edmonton Oilers tonight at the Rock coming off a great sweep of Ontario in which they gave up a lead in the third period late to Toronto, but won in overtime and then crushed the Senators. And i got to tell you, I was listening to the Senator broadcast on Saturday because I had a bunch of errands to run. And then later on that night, I had to call the um, the Sharks and Rangers game. Is how they were just destroying the Senators during the broadcast. I mean, everybody, especially their pre and post game guys, just it's real disappointing. We've talked about it here on the podcast. It's been two years now. We thought the Senators were going to turn the corner, and they go out and they get Giroud, they get to Brinkett. Uh, their goaltending looks pretty good with Forsberg, and they just got no blue line, and it doesn't look like they can really take any kind of a punch at all. And there's a lot of problems there in Ottawa, and they were just quite frankly, openly talking about DJ Smith. And I would not be surprised if he is relieved of his duties very, very soon. They've got a Western swing they're going on now. That's never good, right? You just you just lost a, a, a bunch. You're sitting there at 6-10-1, underachieving. You take a look at the standings right now. They are dead last in the conference. I mean, think about that. They've got 13 points. They're dead last in the Eastern Conference. And oh, by the way, let's go out to the Western Conference. Now, the Rangers are out in the middle of that as well, and, and they lost in overtime to the Kraken, and they just got by the Sharks 2-1. Uh, to one. But, you know, the Sharks have only won one game at home. Uh, the Ducks aren't very good. Uh, so it's kind of menza-menza as far as how it, going out on the West Coast, but still going out there for an Eastern team is always difficult. And Ottawa's goal differential is only at minus three. So... That kind of tells you that they might be a little closer to average than their record shows. But here's the here's the thing. They, they've only won two of their last ten. They're going out west. Their record on the road is 1-4-1. They've earned just three points on the road so far this season. Just one win so far away from Canadian Tire Arena. So uh, that's going to be a breaking point. It'll be interesting to see if the West Coast turns out to be a disaster for the Sens whether DJ Smith is going to be the sacrificial lamb there. It's always easier to let go of the coach, to make a bunch of trades, but this is what they've got to deal with. They've got the Sharks coming up tonight. 
Uh, a Sharks team that I mentioned just won one game so far in uh, at home, but they've got the best penalty kill in the NHL, and I got a chance to see why. They, they shut you down. It's working at 93%. Rangers couldn't get a sniff on their power play. They just have a lot of trouble scoring. Um, their goaltending, though, has been pretty good. Then you flip over to you got to go to Vegas, Anaheim for an afternoon game on Friday, and then the Kings. So if they come back with one or two points on this Western swing, continue to be a dead last in the conference, we may see our first uh, coach relieved of his duties here and a good possibility that DJ Smith could be out. I like DJ. He's very easy to talk to. Uh, nice guy, but you know things have to happen. As far as last night, just a couple of games. What's going on with the Panthers? They did throw fifty shots on goal. Uh, Tarasov forty-seven saves. Blue Jackets got crushed on Saturday. Their season is going nowhere. Panthers probably come in thinking they're going to win the game, throw fifty shots, and uh, they end up losing. So it's one of those games. Like, what's wrong with the Panthers? Well, you throw fifty shots on goal, you should be able to win. And they end up losing the game five to three. Get outscored three to one in the third period. Uh, so the Panthers, just one of those teams outside looking in for the playoffs. Take a look at the West Eastern Conference. Pittsburgh, Florida, Washington. Um, these are playoff teams from last year. Three playoff teams from last year on the outside. Now, the reason we can't get crazy about the whole Thanksgiving thing, well, first of all, we've got a few days before we get to Thanksgiving. Pittsburgh's only a point back. Florida is only two points back. All right, Washington's in legit trouble, okay? They've got 17 points, minus 12 goal differential, banged up, can't win on the road, all that. So it's a little early for that. But um, still, you're just wondering. Remember the Panthers at this time last year, just you you couldn't lose, and now they're 9-8-2. They played 19 games. But the reason Washington's in trouble, they play the most games in the NHL at 20 games. Actually, uh, 20 most in the Eastern Conference. The Kings have played 21 games. But you're sitting there at 7, 10, and 3, 17 points, minus 12 goal differential, just two wins in their last 10. A lot of problems there. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Penguins did get the win last night, as we mentioned. Three in a row now for them as they're starting the warm-up. Plus uh, six goal differential. Congratulations to Genny Malkin. Playing in game number one thousand, pretty cool. They were, you know, has a unique stretch where he sits on his back and he spreads his legs in the air. The whole team did that during warmups to honor him. He, they were in Chicago, so he didn't expect his family to be there. But the Penguins flew his family in. His son got to read the starting lineups. Really cool on him. Congratulations to Alec Goligoski. Also play uh, in his one thousandth game of the weekend uh, for the Wild. But really special for Malkin with all one thousand games coming with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Looked like last year was going to be it for him. They re-sign him, and he he was able to achieve that milestone there. So uh, that's pretty cool from him. So we, we mentioned the Devils and the Oilers tonight. 
as the Devils try to get that 13th consecutive win. Islanders in Toronto taking on the Maple Leafs. The Islanders, it's been kind of up and down for them on this road trip. Uh, the Islanders are in third place in the Metropolitan Division. A couple of losses in a row, but 6-4 and four overall over their last 10. Barzell did have a couple of goals uh, the other night, uh, so he's feeling a little bit better, but he's just really been trouble gaining any kind of traction. So it's kind of a weird road trip, Dallas to Toronto. You know, Nashville, Dallas, Toronto on this road trip for the Islanders. So we'll see what they can do there. Bruins and the Lightning from Tampa. I mean, what more can you say about the Boston Bruins? They are clearly the best team in the National Hockey League. No offense to New Jersey. No offense to Vegas. But Boston's just crushing it at 16-2. and They'll be in Tampa to take on uh, the Lightning, who are 11-6-1. Flames and the Flyers. Flyers coming back down to earth now. Uh, Calgary still hovering around 500. So some underachieving teams there. Hurricanes and the Jets. From Winnipeg, these are kind of like identical teams. Carolina ten five and three, Winnipeg ten five and one. Just when you're about to fall in love with them, they'll have a kind of a crappy loss. So that should be a fun game. Ducks and the Blues from St. Louis. Talk about Jekyll and Hyde for the Blues. Eight consecutive losses for the Blues, and now they've turned it completely around and have won six in a row. So what does that tell you? It tells you that they're around average nine eight and zero. Minus eight goal differential, but a real chance here at home against Anaheim to win their seventh consecutive game. So a few hot teams out there. Uh, Predators and the Coyotes, Avalanche and the Stars. Avalanche are starting to get their sea legs after a bit of a cup hangover. Uh, They've now won uh, a couple in a row and have won seven of their last ten. Three points back at Dallas for first place in the Central Division. We told you about the Senators and the Sharks and the Canucks and the Golden Knights from Vancouver. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's hear from you at Don LaGreca. Hashtag game misconduct is always the best way to do that. Haven't had a chance to talk to you guys in a while. And again, apologies for Friday, but we had an amazing 20th anniversary show at the Palladium for the Michael K. Show. I know a few of you that listened to the podcast had a chance to go to the event. What a great job by Ryan Hurley and John Winthrop and Scott McCarthy and Andrew Pusick and even Andrew Gunling, who's moved on to Greener Pastures, who put so much work into making this event amazing. Troy Jefferson, Jake Montgomery, just so many people sacrificed so much time and effort to make that event just so incredible. So thanks to all those people. So we couldn't do the podcast, so apologies for Friday. Uh, But let's hear from you at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct. Richard says, hey, Don, what are your thoughts about the Rangers' fourth line? If you put Kraftsoff back in the lineup and Gaudreau slot back into the fourth line, who joins Revo? 
as a healthy scratch? Well, it's a good question. I don't know if Kravtsov necessarily what what the deal is with him. I mean, he had a great game that one night. I can't even remember. It was so long ago. Oh, in Detroit, where he did earn a point when the Rangers had that 8-2 win. And then he's got the uh, dental problem. He's got the flu. There's been three separate games this season in which he's left because of injury. I don't know if they're – now, they, they need help at right wing. Um, so it's interesting. I like their fourth line right now. I do. I, I, I like the way it's kind of come together for them. I like Carpenter. He wins faceoffs. He kills penalties. So I don't see him leaving the lineup anytime soon. So that that fourth line, Goudreau, I think, uh, or Julian Gauthier, I think it's fitting very nice. Had the game-winning goal in San Jose. I don't see him moving at all. So it's a, it's a good question. I just don't. Uh, I would think Kraftsoft. When you look at it now, his dental issues and his flu should be done. I mean, that was last Thursday. We're already ten, eleven days removed from that. I think you answered your own question. I don't know if Kraftsoft automatically cracks the lineup. JJ says, "What do you think the Rangers would have to give up in a trade for Kane?" Would this trade make them a title contender again? Also, can you try to convince the bosses to release clips of the 7-9 to nine show from Friday if there are any? Diehard fans are missing out. Well, that's why you had to go buy the tickets, but we'll probably recap it on the show later today. It'll be on the podcast, and as far as anything getting released socially, I'm not sure. There were cameras running, but they were very kind of care- careful to keep it close to the vest there, so I don't know about that. But as far as what to give up for Kane, the general consensus seems to be not much. Um, Chicago's just kind of alleviate uh, the salary for the rest of the season, kind of just part ways. Uh, they don't want anything tangible back for this year because I think they're kind of just leaning into the rebuild and finish wherever they finish and get the draft pick. So I don't really don't think it's going to take very much. Maybe one of the extra defensemen that the Rangers have, a draft pick. Um, I don't think much. Really, the negotiation comes down to how much of the salary does Chicago absorb in the deal because the Rangers are really up against the cap-wise. But it fits. He's a right winger. He's a cup winner. Um, this Rangers power play leaves a little bit to be desired. I'm going to tell you why. I loved it when the season first started, possession-wise. But you know, getting a chance to, to look at games around the National Hockey League, everybody's got possession. Everybody's got skilled players. Uh, but it's all about finish. And they just don't have that shot from the point. Now, I I like Adam Fox on that top unit, and then Truba's on the second unit. Truba's got the shot. Fox has got, like, instincts and is a great scorer. What has he got, like 21 points in the first 19 games? He's, he's sick as far as getting assists are concerned. But his shot really isn't anything to be worried about at the point. So it just becomes of get it to Zabanajad for the one timer, get it to the far wall um, on that um, on that right wing for Panarin, and, and then try to get a deflection in front from Kreider. It's kind of become that old song and dance, and has become very easy to defend. And we saw it against San Jose on Saturday. When you get an aggressive penalty kill, like the Sharks are the best penalty kill in the league, and you saw it with Arizona too. Arizona had a very good kill. Is they'll get up against it, they'll stop those passes, and. It's really easy to defend that Ovechkin one-timer from Zibanejad, uh because you see it coming. Now, the, the X factor is Panarin, and he can sometimes freelance, go between the circles. He can shoot. He can, he can pass. But it's still become very, very easy to defend. So you get a guy like Patrick Kane on that, uh, pa- get on that power play, it just it adds a score. It adds a different kind of dimension to it. So... I really like uh, the the fact that they could get him. We had EJ on last Monday who felt like it was probably more of a deadline deal than something that will happen early. 
Chicago starting to fall out of it a bit. They had a pretty decent start to the season, so I didn't think they were going to make any kind of move at that particular moment. But now you look at Chicago, 6-9-3, and three, 15 points, minus 18 goal differential, just two wins in their last 10. They've lost four in a row, so maybe it can happen sooner than later. But again, with the money, the later the better for the Rangers, less money to have to take on. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Now, I had a conversation... I guess it was last Wednesday about the general managers meetings and the possibility of reducing the penalty for failing on on a replay to just a loss of a timeout instead of it being a penalty. And I like it being a penalty. But John Michael says, sorry to have to disagree with you on reducing the penalty for denied uh, review. It doesn't matter if it's a close call. It only matters is if you get the call right. We have the technology. Let's use it. (laughs) I get we have the technology, but there has to be a punishment for a close call because you can't review everything, all right? You see it in baseball all the time. You take 10 minutes to review whether the guy was out or safe. Replay was put in to get rid of the egregious. I don't think anybody's thought when they came up with the idea of replay, we want to try to get everything, everything right. Because then you can have six-hour games. The idea is when everybody can see a mistake was made, we have the technology to reverse that easy mistake. Not to go over it like forensic science and take 15 minutes to determine was a skate off the ice, was it on the ice, was he inch onside or offside. For a play that maybe happened a minute before the goal was scored, uh, and you got to go back in time and put more time on the clock. I'm for it when it's he's a foot offside and everybody missed it. That'd be awful. But if you got to go over it and get a bunch of different angles and you got to blow it, I love when they got to blow it up. It's like we have the technology. Let's blow up everything, okay? Let's every single play, every single goal. Somebody must have done something. Let's go over it. You can't do that. I, mean, I, I think the one thing everybody in sports wants to do is see everything done expediently, right? Just to, uh, Nobody wants to sit there and watch a four-hour game, okay? And it takes the energy out of the crowd. Dave Maloney, I mentioned this before. You got a packed house. They're all fired up. They just heard a goal. They're, they're screaming. The horn's going off. And now we're going to wait five minutes to see if he was offside or not. Sucks the energy out of the crowd. And even if the goal stands, it's like, all right, well, we haven't been doing anything for the last five minutes. I've been staring at my phone. I've been talking to my buddy. Oh, what's going on? What's the score again? Come on, get the egregious calls right, not go over everything with a fine-tooth comb. And that's why I think that if you know that you're going to get a penalty, if you've got to look over it a bunch of times, then obviously it's not something that's reviewable. Now, you only get a handful of seconds to be able to determine it anyway. You know, So I just think that, hey, if you think you're right, review it. If you're wrong, it's a penalty. If all you're losing is a timeout, well, then I think everything's going to get reviewed, but not everything because you only get one timeout. So you lose the timeout, big deal, but now something egregious happens later on, you can't challenge it because you lost your timeout and there'd be no punishment. Now, if you want to have, you know, uh, John, if you want to split it both ways and say your first challenge, you lose your timeout, second challenge, you get a penalty, all right, maybe we can have a discussion about that. But the whole idea, we want to get everything right. You can't get everything right. It would just take too much damn time. And time is, is, is really important for people, I'm telling you. I know we all love hockey, and I'll sit there and watch hockey all day. 
But to sit there and go, is it really necessary? I, I've done that, too. I'm calling games. Like, is it really necessary to review this? We've been sitting here for five minutes, still can't determine it. The first year of the offside, when there was no penalty attached to it, it was ridiculous because they were reviewing everyone. Now that there's a penalty attached, it does feel like, well, if they're reviewing it, they must know something. And I'm cool with that. Because you don't want to have something that's going to go down in history as being, boy, everybody can see that. You have to be blind as a bat not to be able to see that that was offside. you got to do a better job of just making sure that you get it right, but also let's kind of keep it on time. All right? But, John, I'm going to be back on Wednesday. If you want to debate this further, I think we'd have some fun with that. It's the one regret I have about the podcast, as much as I love doing it, is that we don't have the back and forth of phone calls to be able to have a real discussion. So we try to do it on social media. It's a good way to kind of stay in touch with each other, and we do appreciate that. All right, we are going to be back again on Wednesday, um, and we are going to really get into it. I'm going to give you all the numbers as far as what does it mean to be in the playoffs in American Thanksgiving, uh, what does it mean for all these teams, where they stand. There's going to be a slew of games on Wednesday, too, because there's only two games on Tuesday. So is everybody playing on Wednesday? Let's see. There's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Yeah, the, 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 everybody except two teams. So 30 of the, of the 32 teams will be in action on Wednesday. And then, of course, nobody playing on Thanksgiving. And then right back to work with a ton of games on Friday. So should be a lot of fun. So I'm going to be on the pre and post. Kenny Albert and Dave Maloney will have the call with the Rangers and Kings tomorrow. Dave and I will have the call of Rangers Ducks on Wednesday, but I will talk to you before then with the podcast. So you know the drill. You need to get in touch with me with anything at Don LaGreca. Hashtag game misconduct is the way to do that. We will recommence on Wednesday. This was the Monday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.